Welcome to the Evolve Your Game podcast. My name is Jose Antonio Fernandez. I'm a high performance coach, author, and tennis philosopher. Our mission is to help people to live fuller lives and to tap deeper into their own potential. Okay, here we go. Avi, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Good to have you here. And uh, could you please introduce yourself to the ones that are listening or seeing us or watching us? Yeah, um, my name is Avi Sugar. I'm originally from Eugene, Oregon. Um, I was born and raised there. And I am now playing tennis for the University of, University of Oregon in the same city that I grew up in. Um, I'm transferring there this fall from the University of Alabama. I grew up playing tennis since I was like five years old. Um, I have always been in love with the game and um, was ranked pretty, I was ranked number one in Oregon um, for my year and in the top three in the Northwest and um, top 60 in the U.S. So tennis has always been a big part of my life. Nice. Very nice. And it has taken you uh, very far as well. So I'm going to start with your beginnings. How did you start to play tennis? You said you started with five, about, about how and why. Why not soccer or something else in the United States? You have so many options. Yeah, so I grew up uh, playing tennis mainly because my dad played when he was in college and growing up as well. He's originally from South Florida and Miami Beach. And so um, tennis was just something that was uh, provided for me as, a, as an option for a way to get activity. And I um, started at a young age, started playing a bunch of different sports, actually. And it was my dad who just encouraged me to play tennis. And um, ultimately, it came down to being what my favorite sport. And uh, at what time did you kind of make the decision to play more tennis and other sports? Because as I understood, you, you did different sports. What, what, what were the other sports you did? So I played uh, mainly baseball and basketball growing up. Those were my two other sports that I was playing relatively seriously. Baseball, definitely pretty seriously. But I would say that I um, solely focused on tennis in about the seventh grade. So when I was about 13 is when I stopped playing the other sports and decided to focus solely on tennis. And that was mainly because that's where I felt like I was, uh, that's where I felt like I was best. And that's where I enjoyed it. That's where I, what I enjoyed the most. Okay. So 13, more or less, you started to become a specialist, a one sport specialist. Nice. And uh, what, what, what was your parents' role in, in all this? Were they um, like the parents that pick you up from school and, take you to the club and leave or were they a little bit more hands-on feeding balls coaching what was your um, your uh, experience there so growing up my dad was uh, very involved he loves tennis till this day and he's still playing every day pretty much with his group of guys and so growing up it was um, it was me and him mainly when it came to tennis and he was very hands-on and liked to like to teach me things and was never really my coach per se, but was always in, involved and invested and 
taking time out of his day to watch me play and give me feedback and travel to tournaments with me. So he was the one who really was uh, hands-on and, and um, played a big part in my development, I really think. And my mom, on the other hand, doesn't really uh, have any athletic background. She is um, not really in that space, but she appreciates tennis. She watches it. She comes to my matches and supports me, but isn't as much of a competitor per se. Okay, understood. Um, so this ne next question is a uh, I'll see how it fits in your um, in your life. So you said your father was not your coach. Does that mean that you had another coach? And if yes, how would you say was your uh, learning style or teaching style? Were you more like uh, uh, focused on your technical aspects or strategical aspects of the game or Um, any specific mindset? What, what would you say was your growing up uh, school or philosophy? Yeah, I'd say my dad wasn't, he wasn't my coach, but he was always coaching me. I had coaches that I worked on with technical stuff from a pretty young age. And that's what, that's what I felt their job was. So I was very focused on technical um things when it came to tennis and working with other uh, coaches and stuff and then I felt like as I grew up as I started getting to a higher level it became more strategic and um, learning how to play points and how to you know approach certain matches mentally how to you know more about the inner game as opposed to the technical part so that happened I'd say later on for in my like when I was a teenager but um But yeah, I mean, it's definitely been a balance of, of, of everything. So, so you went, um, if I understood correctly, you went from technical to uh, tactic strategic, no? technical first, tactic strategic uh, second. And you said you started to focus more on strategy later on. What age? I'd say like, I'd say strategy came in around probably... 14, like let's say 12 to 14 is when we really started to like focus on strategy and stuff. And I remember my coach telling me when I, my coach, he was, his name's Paul Reber. At the time he was the coach for the University of Oregon women, uh, women's tennis team, but now he's become a, a club coach. And he really worked with me on the strategy of the game and developed me into somebody who was going to be successful in the 16s and 18s rather than the 12s and 14s. And that was something that was difficult for me to, difficult for, uh, for me to handle at the time, because that's something that, because, because I want to see immediate results as opposed to long-term results. And especially at that young age, it was difficult. And so at that age, I started to really think about strategy and, you know, how I was going to be aggressive, how I want to move forward. And that's kind of what was instilled in me. And um, it's still kind of how I play. So, And uh, Avi, how did you deal with that paradox of, uh, you know, you're 12 and, and investing in a game that is going to have success when you're 16? Because you wanted to win as well, I assume, when you were 12, 13 and 14. And You were like investing for that. How, how did you deal with that? Because you said it was difficult for you, no? Yeah, it, it was definitely difficult. And at that young age, like I, I just kind of had to trust the process and trust the, 
coaches and mentors and people that I had in my life telling me that it was that it's going to work and like and I eventually did it and I, you know I saw results I was able to I started competing in nationals I think my last when I just, just turned 12 was my first real national tournament and then in the 14th I started playing more uh, U.S. national tournaments and so I started to see some success but it was still very difficult because I wanted to you know be doing a lot better than I was but it was it was the big picture mindset and um and so yeah it was really difficult losing some tough matches when i when i was focusing on something that i was working on or something that is going to benefit me in the long run but just trying to keep a big picture was the most important thing so you were able to stay disciplined so to say and do what was going to be good for you in the future instead of giving up of that desire to just win right now, maybe pushing the ball to the other side or doing something like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I never really had, it's never really been an option in my mind just to like give up or let it go or just accept my, accept a loss. Like it's always like, okay, well, what am I going to do differently? How am I going to improve? What's there to learn from this? And And I felt like, because I didn't have a lot of success at a young age, that's just been instilled in me and something that I've focused on even to this day. Okay. And um, what kept you motivated? Did you have any role models or what was the motivation to go day in, day out, every day and hang in there and practice? What? Because you know, some, some kids, they come to a certain age and they give up, they quit, they do something else. What was your motivation? My motivation really just comes from being the best player I can possibly be and not having any regrets when it's all said and done. And that's something that I focus on now and I've focused on since I was a young since I was a young player and it's just like being willing to put time and energy into this sport and and just trusting that it's that the, the hard work is going to pay off and when it does it's it's so rewarding and it's um it's just so nice and so like what motivates me is just you know knowing that that the that the that there's no there's there's no ceiling and that's something that has been difficult sometimes when I have when I grew up in a small town in Oregon where there wasn't a lot of competition I felt like there was a ceiling at one point And that ended up leading to me moving to a different city, which was two hours away from my last couple of years of high school. Um, and that's where I, that's where I really saw a lot of growth in my game and started playing with the best kids in the state and the surrounding area. And so like, those are some of the sacrifices, but that's what really motivates me is just like continuing to push and not letting there be a ceiling and just, you know, letting the sky be the limit. Great. So you move from your city to a, a, a city two hours away in order to have better chances to, to play tennis. Yeah. And were, you, were you alone there or you moved with your whole family? So um, my last two years of high school, when I was 17 and 18, I moved from Eugene, Oregon to Portland, Oregon, which is a couple hours away. And we had bought uh, bought an apartment like a condominium up in the up in portland and so i was i had was living there for the last two years of high school and attending high school in portland and training every day at the university of portland 
with their head, head tennis coach and the training with the guys there and the best juniors from the surrounding area. And so my parents kind of took turns with who was living with me up there. Like during the week, my mom would live with me because she had an office up there. And my dad would come up on the weekends when I was either playing a tournament or playing practice matches or doing something of the sort. And I would also come back to Eugene. Um, I would also drive home for a couple of days over the weekend and spend time with my family there too. Okay. Wow. So it was a, a big commitment from the whole family to create this structure. Do you, do you have brothers or sisters? Yeah, I have a younger sister. Mm -hmm. And how was she involved in this uh, picture? Did she play tennis as well or? No, no, she, she's not a, she's not a tennis player. She runs cross country right now in high school. And she's also very dedicated in like the musical arts and, in music so that's her passion and um she's really talented in those areas and so it was really difficult for both of us like you know being separated i guess for a substantial amount of time especially during the school year um and i think it definitely took a toll on us but we did our best to make it work and um and came together at ultimately at the end too okay awesome nice and um In these uh, years playing tennis, have you ever had like um, a moment of insight that you understood something that was very relevant for you? Do you remember having, because I remember growing up sometimes, you know, you play, play, play it's, it's a day for some reason. Wow, you understand something that was right in front of your eyes and you, you didn't see it before. Have you ever had an experience like that or, or something that you say, okay, Uh, this will stay with me my whole life, uh, this memory. Yeah, I think, um, I think that one of the, one of the things that has really like resonated with me recently, I think in the past year is that it's all on me and it is, and it, and my, my coach um, for, during high school, his name is Aaron Gross from the University of Portland. And he really instilled in me and all the other players that it's that we chose tennis because it is an individual sport and there's nobody who can tell us that we're not going to make it. And so, you know, when he told, when he said that, it, that really resonated with me because it kind of just, you know, silences everybody who doesn't believe in me or even sometimes myself who doesn't believe or who like sometimes I'll doubt myself, but what's, What, what what I realized is that like I chose this sport because it's an individual sport and it's something that I can take as far as I want and I can uh, continue to push myself and get the most out of my, my game and um, until I lose passion for the game, which I don't know if that will ever happen. And so that's something that is, you know, resonated with me and I focus on all the time as well. Okay. So if I understand correctly, it's like, you have it in, in your hands. It's, it's your responsibility to see how much you can learn and how far you can go. Exactly, yeah. Nice, nice. And um, uh, if you look at where you're standing right now, um, wh what is your biggest challenge at this moment? I'd say um, right now for me, it's translating my, my game from practice into competition and that's something that is just 
I've been working on a lot with um, playing lots of matches and playing lots of tournaments because in my first couple of years at college, I didn't have a, a ton of matches and opportunities for me to like compete and perform at the next level, um, which was at the time uh, college tennis. And so I've been, you know, working very hard and uh, a lot on playing matches how I'm practicing and treating every practice like it's a match. And so the mentality of being having intentions and understanding what I want to do every single point and how I'm going to do it has been something that is a challenge for me. And it's been something I've been really focusing on as of recently. And so it's just, it's something that is, that, that, that I see it impacts my game a lot when I have a plan and when I have a blueprint on what I'm going to do uh, day in and day out, I just see, I just see the benefits of that every day. Okay. So translating from practice to tournament, this is a, a, a challenge and you're trying to improve that through playing more matches and playing more tournaments. Yeah, so Florida has been a, a good place for that, no? A lot of matches, a lot of match playing here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and is there anything specific that um, you like the most about tennis? What makes you happy when you when you think of tennis? What is, is there anything there that you say, oh, um, I love this? Well, I love competing. I love going out there and... Um just really like fighting for every point and, you know, working on my game. And I honestly think that I've made so many friends and so met so many people through tennis too. That's probably one of the, the, the highlights, I guess, of uh, growing up playing tennis is all of the interesting and cool people I've met and being able to share something with them and like over, over the years and, you know, have a common passion and, push each other to get better it's been something that is really something I've really enjoyed about tennis mm, nice nice yeah it's true huh? through tennis we meet a lot of people on the other side of the net no or in the bench when you're sitting and drinking yeah there's some pretty fun conversation I still enjoy that when I I'm around you guys and I hear you talking and laughing very cool uh do you have any like specific dream or goal that you say, I would like to achieve this? And if yes, what would that be? Well, it's always been a dream of mine to travel and play play professional tournaments and be a, be a pro and just like really experience that because growing up, I really didn't, I didn't have a dream for tennis. It was just kind of like, I want to be the best I possibly can. And then once I got to, I don't know, maybe around 16, I was like, you know, I really think I can, I really think I can keep pushing. And it, since then, it's been a dream of mine to, you know, travel around the world and, um, you know, play a lot of, play, play futures, play challengers and take it as far as I can, because that's something that, that is, that I, this is something I've been working for my entire life. And why would I not take it to the highest level? Okay, nice. Very nice. Um, yeah, playing um, tournaments on tour is fun. And I think you have the skills to do it. I mean, you have the game, you're so far already, no? Playing college tennis at a good level. So it's pretty realistic. Um, the other um, 
well, that's my opinion. Sorry, um, I didn't want to, didn't mean to do that, but uh, just came the coach in me. Um, do you have any life lessons you have learned from from tennis that you say the, I, this is one of the things that tennis had given me so far? I, I mean, there's. I feel like there's a lot of life lessons that I've learned through tennis. Um, the most obvious that comes to mind is that, like, is just how to deal with adversity and how to deal with losing and failure, but also how learning how to deal with success and um, learning how to learn from both. And just like I feel like in every single tennis match, there's adversity, whether you win O and O or you lose O and O. Like there's always there's always things that you can work on and there's always things that are challenging. And, um, and I feel like approaching everything in life with that mindset that you can learn from every experience is something that's benefited me in, in a lot of different ways. And then I'd also say that like, um, learning how to deal with failure is something that has been, um, difficult and something that I've learned from tennis and like, learning how to not treat it as something that is, that will set you back, but something that will propel you forward because it's something that is really difficult to deal with in the short term, but important to, to reflect on for the long term. Hmm. I agree with you. And I'm, I'm curious uh, also when you said um, dealing with success, what is the difficult part there? I, I think... Um, not being complacent is a challenge when, when being successful, like, especially, you know, after you have a great weekend and you win a tournament, it's, it's getting out the next day and still going onto the court and working just as hard as you were doing the day before the tournament. Um, and not being, you know, not being complacent with, with your hard work and with your success because there's levels and, you may be successful at one level, but at the next level, you're not going to be. And so you just got to keep pushing if your goal in the end, in the long run is to, is to, you know, is to, is to be a professional or be what top hundred in ATP or whatever it is, you just got to keep working for it. And you can't, you can't just take success for what it is. You got to keep working. So that's always been my mindset. Awesome. Awesome. Very balanced. Very balanced. I love it. Uh, Avi, we're coming to the end of um, of our conversation, and I I have one more question. And if if there is something I haven't asked in that you would like to add, add, just go ahead. Uh, but my last question is, if you could give little Avi an advice, what would it be? Your 19, 20 right now. How old are you right now? 20. 20. And you said uh, you started with five, six, or maybe to the 10-year-old, 11-year-old, Avi. What would you say to him with your experience? I would just say keep working and don't be complacent and just, you know, continue to trust the process. And, um, you know, I would say... That, that 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 you just gotta find more ways to compete and find more tournaments to play and more people to play against. And I felt like there were times where I would have a you know a couple months where I didn't have any big tournaments 
there were lots of small tournaments where I lived. It was very difficult to find ITS to play or uh, national events. And so I would say go chase those and get as much experience as you can because it's really beneficial in the long run, the more, the more high level tournaments that you play. And, you know, when I was, when I was 16, 17, I was not the highest ranked player. I was not having a great deal of success. And I ended up, you know, putting in a lot of time and energy and training and um, down here in Florida. And then I was able to compete really well at uh, clay court nationals and had a really good summer going into my senior year. And, you know, I felt like that really propelled me and it was chasing those national events. And when I started to do that in the 16th and 18th, I started to improve a lot and have a lot more success. And so I would say from even a younger age, just go chase those events and go chase those really good players because that's how you improve the most. And when you lose to somebody who's, who's better than you at a young age, like, that shows you what you need to work on. And even now, like when you lose like that, it, it, it gives you a blueprint of what needs to be improved. And so I would just say, you know, keep going after it and don't stop until, you know, I would say just don't stop and don't ever be satisfied. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, you, you used the word complacent. Do you feel you were like complacent when you were younger? And if yes, was that because of, um, for example, lack of opportunities, of lack of knowledge, like, no, oh, not knowing, oh, I have to go there and play those? Or how, how did you experience that? Yeah, I definitely felt I, I was a big fish in a small pond, especially in Oregon, with uh, not a lot of tournaments happening around that were at a very high level. So I would, you know, I'd go, I'd go, you know, a month and win two or three tournaments. And they weren't big tournaments, but they were tournaments and it just kind of like boosted my confidence. But it, you know, when, when you, when you have the, those type of weekends all the time, um, you don't, you don't think like, Oh, there's another level that I should be playing at. And so when I was younger, maybe in the 12s, I felt like 12s and 14s, I was having local success, but I wasn't really competing at that national level. And then once I finally, once I finally did that, I recognized that there's levels to this thing and that there's, you know, at a national standpoint, I wasn't anywhere near where I wanted to be. And so, you know, I would say that I was complacent when I was younger and um, I was, I was okay with, I was happy with the success that I had had, but I did, cause I didn't really know about the opportunities. Mm -hmm. And once I learned about those opportunities, then I was like, well, we've got to keep going because, you know, if you want to, if you want to take this where, to where you want to go, then you got to keep pushing it. Yeah, you were not there yet. All right, Avi, uh, thank you very much for your time. I, I love um, your experience as well. Um, it has been a good journey. And from what I can see, uh, you're a, a person that sets like stages and move up and move up and move up. So, um, Probably you don't know, and I don't know where is the next jump, but it's gonna be an next jump for you for sure. With that, uh, you know, development and that insight you had so far, uh, very interesting. So keep on going, keep pushing, and don't be complacent. Um, and things are gonna turn out well. Thank you so much, Avi, and I will see you. I will see you tomorrow for sure.
Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Avi. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the ideas we shared. I hope we were able to serve you well. See you in the next one.